Coming up on We Talk News this week, the cannabis industry meets face-to-face in Las Vegas for the Cannabis Business Times Conference. So mask up, party down, and make a deal. We'll talk with a vendor from New York's Emerald Media Group who has just returned from that conference. Plus, North Carolina moves one step closer to starting a legal medicinal marijuana program. Then we welcome a new executive director for Normal in Michigan. He's our own Rick Thompson. Plus, fallout from NBA basketball player Kevin Durant's commitment to weed maps to help remove stigma. But he missed the shot. He missed the shot. All that on We Talk News next. PCM-TV is supported by Salient Systems, a world leader in video management security, and by Revolutionary Clinics, a medical dispensary where the patient comes first, and by Accounting Buds, your number one CPA specialist for the cannabis industry. We are pro-cannabis media. Hi, everyone. Welcome to We Talk News for another week. I'm Jimmy Young from Pro Cannabis Media. Remember, Green Rush Live, the nation's only live weekly talk show designated for the business of cannabis, returns every week at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on PCM TV on Friday afternoons. It streams live on ProCannabisMedia.com, our Roku and Apple Plus channels. But first up, face-to-face networking educational panels and the in-person trade show has been one of the most effective ways for this industry to market product and services. This past week in Las Vegas, hundreds of vendors set up shop at the Paris Hotel to do business face-to-face for the first time since the pandemic shut down the world in March of 2020. The Cannabis Business Times and GIE Media out of Ohio welcomed the industry back and Emerald Media's Christina Giovanni was on hand. What was your reaction to actually getting out to a conference finally face-to-face? Well, it was a pleasant surprise, the great turnout. There was a lot of momentum, a lot of energy going on. It was a really good turnout. There was plenty of people there. It was, you know, Vegas does it right. Um, the conferences in Vegas are are really exciting, and they're very special. And, and I was I was very excited to exhibit at this one. It's my first time exhibiting in Las Vegas. Do this on, I used to exhibit on a regular basis before the pandemic, but since COVID hit, this is the first time we've exhibited. And it was great. I had a great time, great people, great all around. The the dad in me wants to know, did you feel safe? I felt very safe. I felt incredibly safe. Um, Nevada has a mask mandate going on right now. So coming from New York, you know, we got rid of the mask mandate. Now it's slowly starting to come back. Um, so that was a little different. But, you know, I, I wasn't worried about COVID. I, you know, had a great time. I, I think everyone that showed up, you know, was there for a purpose. And, you know, they didn't want to let COVID continue to, you know, run their fears. So. And, of course, you go to these conferences with the idea to make deals, to meet people. You're out there talking about your products, your services. Did you make some deals? Were you happy with that response? You're smiling. I'm going to guess yes. Well, I'll tell you, I I met some great people. We had great conversations. Time will tell in the follow-ups. Talk is very cheap, but, you know, 
That being said, I, I spoke to many people who I believe will want to be media partners of ours and lots of individuals either in the industry or trying to get into the industry that need a little help. They need some content written for their website. You know, they need some articles done on them. They need some videos produced. So um, there's certainly a need out there in the marketing world, especially for cannabis businesses. And I hope to see some of those individuals again in the near future. Now, of course, the next big conference in Las Vegas is MJ BizCon in October. Will you be there? I believe I will be there. Um, you know, MJ BizCon is a huge one. can be a little overwhelming. I don't know if I've ever made it around to all the booths before. Um, but again, you know, it's a, it's a reunion. It's a cannabis reunion. And in this industry, when, uh, you know, networking and who you know is so important, uh, th these events are crucial for our industry. So, yes, I do plan on being there. Last week, one of the biggest stories in the cannabis industry was the fact that Kevin Durant, a two-time NBA champion, superstar of the NBA, a gold medalist, and current member of the Brooklyn Nets, decided to combine his own boardroom media group with Weed Maps. It's a combined venture designed to battle the stigma of cannabis as a still federally illegal substance that is a legal entity in 18 or 19 states and another 36 plus states have medicinal marijuana programs. However, during the announcement on the boardroom's out of office podcast, Durant never explained his own use of the product. And many cannabis media representatives like our own Christopher Smith from the American Cannabis Report feel that this was one shot that Durant missed. It's like an alley-oop, right? Somebody threw the ball right by the rim. He did not dunk it. No. He didn't dunk it. I'm like, Kevin, well, what are you doing? No, he didn't. He, If anything, he tickled the twine, but without throwing the ball down into the I hole. I know. Right? I know. They asked he, him, Just, I mean, I guess for everybody in listening, right, they asked, he, he had come out and say, saying that one of his reasons for joining the industry was to end the stigma against cannabis. And they asked him in the interview, do you use it? And he said, eh, nah, kind of, none of your business, kind of. Like, I'm right. going to keep that private. That right. was the perfect opportunity to throw down and say, yes, I use it. And I know you guys know this already, but I'm kind of the best basketball player in the entire world. <laughs> and I use it and I'm okay. That's right. And it wasn't, and, and, and it's not a performance enhancer, right? It just no. is a... A life enhancer. Ask Terry Richardson that, well, right? Well, there's the other thing, you know, and right. I thought that was so fascinating. These two things are so close together because I think what she actually, the great part of the conversation that she started was the many things that cannabis is good for. Right. Regardless of, not at the starting line, not like as a steroidy kind of an invented, that kind of thing, right. but how normal, decent, good people can use it for actually very normal human reasons. Right. And they're still just fine persons. Thank you very much. You know, they're just fine, right? Right. Hello again. This is the Michigan Report with Rick Thompson on Weed Talk News. Let's begin. I guess the cookies do not crumble. Gage Cannabis Corporation has extended their in-state deal with the cookies brand for another two years. The total deal involves opening 12 Cookies branded stores in Michigan and opening special display areas called Cookies Corners in every other Gage Cannabis store. All of this happens by the end of 2024. The Cookies 8 Mile store in Detroit was described by Wrapper & Cookies co-founder Burner as 
one of our highest performing stores in America. This deal ensures Michigan will have the strongest cookies presence of any state other than California. Speaking of Gage, they're doing a booming business. Last year in the second quarter, they had two cultivation facilities, but now they're up to nine. That's three of their own and six contracted facilities. And before the end of the year, they'll be up to 15 grow sites. All that growing makes a lot of money. And Gage's second quarter 2021 was about $26.4 million. Gage also released some very interesting data. They claim to sell pounds for an average of about $5,100, where the regulated marketplace average is about $3,500. Their average basket size was $152 too, which, which is very good. And they plan on performing all processing in-house by the end of the year. Now, Gage isn't the only one with good sales figures to boast about. The entire state of Michigan brought $171 million worth of cannabis in the regulated market during the month of July. That's $48 million in medical and $123 million in adult-use cannabis products. Of that $123 million, $63.5 million was in flower sales alone, with another almost $10 million in shake and trim sales. Vape carts ended about $26 million for July in the adult-use market, and infused edibles made up about $16.5 million. July was, of course, another record month for cannabis sales in Michigan's regulated market. Final story. The Michigan chapter of the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws has elected new board members and a new executive director. Retiring from the board are Joe White, Brad Forrester, Jessica Finch, and past executive director Matthew Abel. Joining the board are Tom Levine and Colin McDougall as members, Annette Sarfaw as deputy director, Zara Abbas as board secretary, and the new executive director from Normal of Michigan is the guy doing the Michigan Report every week here on Pro Cannabis Media's Weed Talk News. Congratulations to all the new board members. And that's it for the Michigan Report with Rick Thompson for Weed Talk News. While the state of New York waits for the launch of that state's legal adult use market, a Massachusetts-based holding company called Tilt Holdings has cut a deal with the Shinnecock Indian Nation in Long Island and that will create a vertically integrated cannabis company called Little Beach Harvest. What does that mean? Well, it means that the first place to open sales of cannabis for adults in New York could be on the Hamptons on Shinnecock land. The next question, of course, is when will it be open? And the answer is, well, as soon as possible, since it has to do with financing, stock trade, and of course, regulations. Here's Ron Marshall C. with the Massachusetts Cannabis Report. Ron. I'm Ron Marshallsey with the Massachusetts Cannabis Report for Weed Talk News. The international cannabis brand Cookies is going to be opening a brand new retail store in Worcester, and it will also be their very first East Coast storefront. Gilbert Malam, also known as Burner, is the co-founder and CEO of Cookies and is also a Bay Area rapper. He was quoted as saying, I fell in love with Massachusetts a while back at one of my first shows out there. The fire marshal shut down my show because the crowd was smoking and the venue immediately turned into a hotbox. The energy was so pure and so was the love for cannabis. When we saw that Massachusetts was the first place on the East Coast to legalize cannabis, we had to enter the market. We have great production partners and we look forward to our store opening in Worcester.
Cookies will host their grand opening for their storefront on Saturday, August 28th at 10 a.m., located at 118 Cambridge Street in Worcester. With the recent heat wave we've gotten in this state, it's amazing news that there will be more cannabis ice cream coming to Massachusetts. Emac and Bolios of Boston and Merimed of Norwood are partnering to launch a new line of cannabis-infused ice cream later this year. Specifics about these frozen edibles are still under wraps, including exactly when they'll be hitting dispensary shelves and how many milligrams of THC they'll actually contain. But once these delicious treats are ready for shelves, the first ones they'll be on are in Massachusetts. That's this week's Massachusetts Cannabis Report. For Weed Talk News, I'm Ron Marshallsey. The legislature in North Carolina continues to move forward towards decriminalizing cannabis in that state and starting a medical marijuana program. However, the Republican-controlled Congress there in North Carolina has moved the requirements for qualifications to be the strictest in the nation. Still, any progress is considered a success and there are still a few more committee stops to go with this bill before it goes to a vote on the Senate floor. No such issue in the state of Vermont, where progress continues on opening their adult use market. Here's Jesse Lynn Dolan with an update from the Green Mountain State. Jesse Lynn. Thanks, Jimmy. I'm Jesse Lynn Dolan from Nurse Grown Organics and Vermont Cannabis Nurses, and this is the Weed Talk News Vermont Report. Congratulations goes out to Tio Byrne and his crew at the Byrne Gallery for the Outstanding Television Commercial Award from the Vermont Association of Broadcasters for their commercial and jingle they produced last winter for WCAX TV called Santa's High. Way to go, Byrne Gallery. The Marijuana for Symptom Relief Oversight Committee met again this week to continue discussions around the makeup and mission of the board moving forward. Cannabis Commissioner James Pepper attended and spoke to the need for cultivators, caregivers, and patients, both registered and those who are not currently registered in the medical program, to have a voice and representation on the board moving forward. This is a big win for cultivators and patients alike, so thank you, Commissioner Pepper. On Wednesday, August 25th, the Vermont Growers Association and the Vermont Cannabis Nurses Association joined Canatrim for their first fellowship, the start of the Vermont Growers Association's Business Development Events and Industry Mixer Series. Held at the 14th Star Brewery in St. Albans, participants discussed how to best navigate Vermont's cannabis rules and regulations and networked with one another while Canatrim solicited signatures for St. Albans' petition to opt into the retail adult use market. Stay tuned for more industry mixers coming soon. That's the Vermont Report for Weed Talk News. I'm Vermont's cannabis nurse, Jesse Lynn Dolan. One coast to the left coast next. Lots of movement always in the California market. However, it's the wildfires and drought that continues to be the biggest challenges in the California cannabis industry. And we are so fortunate to have Christopher Smith from the American Cannabis Report now working with us weekly here on Weed Talk News. Here's his cannabis report from California. Chris. I'm Christopher Smith of the American Cannabis Report with the California Roundup for Weed Talk News. California is making buckets of ducats from cannabis. And here's yet another way that California is the center of the cannabis universe. The Golden State is responsible for more than half the cannabis tax revenues in the United States. 
Despite the fumbles of our legal bureaucracy, our little industry has generated $2.8 billion since our adult use market began three years ago. And all the rest of the states combined have generated $5.1 billion, but that's over seven years. Now, wildfires are a growing threat here. Newsom asks for federal help. Climate change plus an epic drought in California equals wildfires that seem to be bigger and earlier every year. On Monday, Governor Gavin Newsom formally requested a major disaster declaration from President Joe Biden in order to get additional federal resources to combat wildfires in eight California counties, including Trinity County up near the Oregon border. So Trinity County is important because it's part of the famed Emerald Triangle where the world's best weed is grown. Right now, there are four major out-of-control wildfires in the area, and it's only August. Fire season goes until December at least. A licensed dispensary chain is fighting the illicit market, claiming a conspiracy. So cannabis dispensary chain March and Ash alleges that a long list of people and business entities are effectively supporting San Diego's illicit weed, uh, weed trade and hurting legal operators. The civil suit alleges that disgraced former San Diego Sheriff's Captain Marco Garmo allowed unlicensed dispensaries to operate and even tipped one off about a raid. The San Diego Reader, which is an alt-weekly newspaper, runs ads for unlicensed dispensaries, ATMs located in unlicensed dispensaries, and the landlords who rent to them are supporting the illicit business and causing real economic harm to those who have followed the rules. Ryan's Law would allow terminally ill patients to use cannabis. So California Decor uh, Democratic Senator Ben Hueso has created a bill dubbed Ryan's Law, which would provide relief compassion and dignity to Californians during the most vulnerable time in their lives by allowing the use of medical or medicinal cannabis in healthcare facilities for Californians who are terminally ill. Hueso has been assured that cannabis use in this circumstance would not impact federal funding to hospitals and uh, that provide this service. And so the federal government is considering similar action. And lastly, like Afghanistan, President Biden needs to state the obvious. The war on cannabis is over. The major news this week is all about Afghanistan and the end of the war there. Well, I'm calling on President Biden to declare an end to another war that started in 1937 and has also failed, the war against cannabis. Nine in 10 Americans now agree that cannabis should be legalized. 38 states have legalized it in some way. Hundreds of thousands of Americans earn their living in their industry, which generates billions of dollars in tax revenues. So Elvis has left the building, Mr. President. It's time to deal with reality and end the war on cannabis. And I'm Christopher Smith for the American Cannabis Report, reporting for Weed Talk News. It was a major decision in the state of Texas that has now thrown out a 2019 law that should open the door for the development of a major hemp market in that great big state. That law outlawed smokable hemp and now the door is open for development in a hemp market that could exceed $400 million annually as soon as 2025.
In Washington, D.C., most of Congress is still on recess, but the Supreme Court denied the appeals of two companies who were challenging the constitutionality of that cursed 280E provision. You know that one. It disallows cannabis businesses from taking standard business deductions. That's pretty much leaves the responsibility of cannabis reform right back in the hands of Congress whenever they get back to work. One guy who is always working is Vote Pro Podcast Phil Adams. He has our DC report. Phil. Hi, this is Phil Adams from Vote Pro Podcast, and this is the Weed Talk News DC report. The head of the National Institute on Drug Abuse admits that her fears about legalization bringing an increase in teen cannabis use were unfounded. In a recent podcast, NIDA director Nora Volko acknowledged that she expected use among adolescents to go up as states legalize cannabis, but admitted that, quote, overall, it hasn't. Volko's comments were made on a podcast hosted by Drug Policy Alliance founder Ethan Nadelman. Volko went on to discuss the need to shift from a punitive approach to drug use to one that treats it as a public health concern. The Department of Energy is funding a research project to develop a hemp fiber insulation product that's better for the environment and public health than conventional insulation. The DOE is supporting research and testing of hemp wool developed by the Idaho-based firm Hempitecture. To that end, they have awarded the company's COO, Tommy Gibbons, an annual stipend of $90,000 and as much as $200,000 for research into the potential of a non-toxic hemp-based alternative to traditional insulation. Hemp wool is designed to have a strong thermal resistance and a low carbon footprint. California Governor Gavin Newsom is teaming up with the Department of Health and Human Services to explore the use of medical marijuana in hospitals. In a response to a letter from California State Senator Ben Hueso, Newsom, along with HHS Secretary Xavier Bacara, said they are looking into whether hospitals and other healthcare facilities in legal states could allow terminally ill patients to be treated with medical cannabis without jeopardizing federal funding. Several months ago, Hueso was informed by the Senator's Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services that there are no federal regulations in place that specifically address this issue, nor were they aware of any facility whose funding was pulled for allowing patients to use medical cannabis. In 2019, Hueso introduced the Compassionate Access to Medical Cannabis Act to the California legislature. That's the Weed Talk News DC report for this week. I'm Phil Adams from Vote Pro Podcast. Well, that'll do it for this week's Weed Talk News. I'm Jimmy Young. For everyone here at Pro Cannabis Media, have a safe Labor Day weekend. Remember, it's a whole new world of weed out there. Use it responsibly. Weed Talk and In the Weeds are two productions of Pro Cannabis Media supported by Revolutionary Clinics, one of the top medical cannabis dispensaries in the Massachusetts area. Now with three locations in Greater Boston, two in Cambridge and one on Broadway in Somerville. Rev Clinics has a patient-first mission. They will customize your needs as a medical patient with the proper titration and combination of strains, flavors, and products. Rev Clinics, where the patient comes first.
difference is building a solution for that individual not just a custom here's a box here's a video here's how you make your vms we custom design and custom build every situation for exactly what the customer needs and we keep the cost low we have multiple tiers you know as far as what you're looking at a cost side of things if you want a one time you know where you just pay one initial cost we have that if you want to maintain your system and have the highest protection and highest capabilities and highest upgrades at all times we have different plans for you but we scale it so it's scalable and affordable 100 percent Cannabis Media Programming is available live and on demand on our Facebook page at ProCanna Media, on Instagram at ProCannabis Media, on LinkedIn also at ProCannabis Media, on YouTube and YouTube Live on ProCannabis Media, Twitter at ProCanna Media, and on twitch.tv backslash ProCannabis Media. So like, share, and subscribe to all of our content, newsletters, and shows live or on demand. We are Pro Cannabis Media.